What's good, everybody? It's the Low Key Sports Crew back again with another video. We got NBA talk right now. It's going to be wonderful. So, they just announced about an hour ago the new All-Star ballots. And I think everybody's talking about the same thing right now. Not really who's not <laughs> on it, but who in the hell is starting that minutes right there. That and we're talking sick. about the Canadian legend, Andrew Jesus Wiggins. Yes. Yes. Because that's that's a lot of things that that's like one of the main things that like a trait that's unique about Andrew Wiggins. So, uh, well, not like you know, there's only a limited amount, but when you look at exactly who was available when it comes to forwards, this is not that shocking. Yeah. So, uh, especially you know in the West, so. Like, it's not that shocking. It's just really like, wow, he's here. So, yeah. I expect I didn't expect him to be a starter, but I did expect him to like possibly be an all star. Yeah, like going off that, like Wiggins has had a good year, averaging averaging twenty points a game. Like, even though you got twenty, it's like two rebounds and two assists, and like a steal, but. You can see that the impact that he has on the floor as far as, like, being that third option. You know, now when Clay gets his legs back, being the third option and the second option at times. Like, his defense has definitely improved from his Timberwolves days. Like, his, that system, I feel like, benefit, benefited him well in his career. And even though, like, even if he goes to another team, I feel like he can feed off that and, like, show other teams that he can really – fit any system. Especially like with him expanding his game out to three. Mm. But yeah, like like what you said, like I don't know. I, I at first I was kinda of surprised, but then it's like when you look at the West, like this year as far as fours, a lot of people have like have been hurt majority of the year. Or like are gonna be hurt past All Star Break. Like Paul George, he's gonna be hurt past All Star Break. Anthony Davis just now getting back, so you really can't put him as a starter because he only played like a handful of games. Mm -hmm. You know, like it's really not that many fours that you can really put over Wiggins at this point. Like Brandon Ingram as well, like he hasn't played that many games as well. Or, you know, the Pelicans not a winning team at this point, so you can't really put him in. As a starter, and same thing with Anthony Edwards as well. Like the team is losing, so I feel like that's probably like a key factor of why he's not a, like those guys are not starters. But that's a, that's a huge accomplishment for Andrew Williams. Like from turning his career from like the guy that everybody thought was just a bust and just mid, and he was never was gonna be you know anything bigger than just the inefficient mid range shooter, but. Now he's an all-star starter on a championship contending team. Like, you got to get props to him. Yeah, he took, he took my to my saying. I like from a bus to a start. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, looking over here, like you said, like, who else is going to be a starter? I also agree. Like, I thought he can be an all-star, but a starter, I didn't think. But injuries, team playing well. It's gonna, it's gonna factor it, um, but you know I know Warriors fans and like Golden State Warriors they should be happy for him. He definitely took a ch people took a chance.
chance just because uh, people was like, you getting a bus, you're not getting someone who's an fish, you're not getting someone who's not going to be a good player for your system. We want to just take mid-rages that can't shoot threes. He, he worked on his game, bust his, bust his ass, got in the gym, studied the offense Steve Kerr runs, taking a role as a primary defender on the perimeter. Probably listening to Drake. That's probably Draymond Green was talking to it in his ear. But, you know, he he, he deserves it. Um, much happy for him. Great to see um, the All-Star starters. Looking forward to see he's going to be a reserve next week. So, uh, you know, congratulations to Ja. First first ballot. That, oh, my God. That's all I'm coming first to. to the selection. That's first selection. I say not ballot. Selection. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, still, you know, your first... First time being selected and you're a starter, that's 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 pretty that's lit. Um, also, you know, congrats to other starters. I mean, y'all been here though, so I don't need. You know. <laughs> he said, "Well, in conclusion, you all right? You're still there. <laughs> cool." <laughs> like, like the Trey Youngs, the Steph Curry's, the LeBrons, the Jokic, the Giannis, Demar. Glad I'm glad you're back, Demar. I know you've been gone for a second, so glad you're yeah. back. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm happy that that he's Good. a starter again. Kevin Durant, nice. yeah, more play, so that's interesting. But yeah, man, mm-hmm. how about how about how about the All Stars? <laughs> yeah, man, I was about to say, uh, like, I'm ha- happy for all of them. You know, like, is it wasn't that shocking? You know, even with Ja having his first election, like everybody knew this was happening. Like he's starting to get talks of being the best point guard in the league itself. Uh, I wouldn't go that far, but yeah. he's. For sure, like, going to be, like, a stud in this league. Like, he's going to be on top of the uh, the league just because of his excitement. Where y'all got him? Got him right now? Right uh, now? Right currently. I'll give, I give him top, I, top five. Top three. Right I'll, give him, I'll give him top five. But when it comes to, you know, who's exactly playing, I'm going to give him, I'm going to put him at number four. It, it depends on who you call a point guard I see in this day. That, that's, yeah, like, that's my thing. It depends because on. Because I would say, you know, Steph is obviously one. I feel like it's not changing, even though the slump has been going on recently. I feel like it's not changing. But it depends on if you call Luka a point guard. Luka's a point guard. Yeah, to he me, he's a point guard. So I would say Luka's over him right now. That's where Ja would be at three. And then, mm-hmm. you know, Dame, the Dames and the Kyries of the world and all that stuff. Yeah. That, that was my my thing, too. Like, uh, you already took that, but... And I know I already spoke real quick, but... Uh, with... Uh, with Ja, like... The way he plays, one, is exciting. You can't just put not put him in anything. So... Uh, like, he's in his third year going on. Like, he... I don't know if they're going to... If he's playing in the dunk contest, I would just so that he could get an accolade. Cause who? Because the sky's the limit for his accolades right now. Uh, Cause he he can mess around and get an MVP in the next few years. Bro, the storyline uh, is there, bro. It's the it's literally there. there. And the the fact that Memphis is succeeding with him leading like this soon, like it is he's the face of that franchise right now. So it's definitely going to be there. Uh, all the other players like we already know about uh, LeBron, Jokic, you know all of them, but 
It wasn't uh, that shocking, you know. I'm definitely more looking forward to seeing the reserves because there's a lot of potential names on there that might not make it, but definitely should. I feel like there's going to be a lot of arguments this year yeah. when it comes to that. So that's uh, my spill on it. Yeah, I'm, I'm officially, I'm officially saying Jaws, my one of my favorite players, like in this league. And I'm not being late, not not jumping on the bandwagon. I was a fan of him at Mur- like Murray State. Just his game always been exciting to me. Just being high flying and being able to dictate what happens in the game. Just being able to see the floor the way he does, and his playmaking has improved over the years when it came to the NBA game. Uh, it's been a lot of times where you know he just go to the basket, just not look for it, but. Now he's getting those MVP calls and those superstar calls. And you can see that now he's growing into that vocal leader, which really gives those teammates, you know, his teammates in Memphis, like a battery, like putting a battery in their back. Like, we want to run through a brick wall with this guy because he's going to lead us by example and by voice. So, like, yeah, he's turned into one of my favorite players to watch for sure. Yeah, um, I also back him up on that. We was all watching John in the March March Madness tournament throughout the, his college year. We 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 we've been on this on this guy for a while. I personally had John on my fantasy teams his first two seasons, so I was definitely watching him more than an average fan. Yeah. Besides, probably Memphis fans, of course. Yeah, but. Uh, you know, he so he more than valid to say he's one of his favorites. He's not one of my favorites, but I'm gonna be a, I'm gonna watch him play because he's he's a good guy. He's a good player to watch. Like growing up, maturing to basketball, watching, I, it's like realizing it's gonna be players like I say I watch their whole careers. Yeah, like, that's crazy, bro. The Lucas, the Jobs, the Trey Youngs, the Zion's, the guys are coming in now, the rookies now. Like I can't say I. And like Cade. The Cade. Cade, right. Cade. Especially Cade being in I was about to say Cade. That's my main one. Like, even yeah. with like people like Eric Gordon, Blake Griffin, James Harden, they came in when I was like a a, a shawty, so <laughs> I wasn't understanding basketball as much as I do now. So, because like even there, there's the people I still wish I get to watch, like Bird, Magic, Kareem, Michael, all the greats. I wish I could watch them all. But, um, just now, it's it's great to see like these guys progress in front of my eyes at my highest basketball IQ that I've been at that I'm at. So, you know, it's very awesome to see a guy that was that's you know not big enough, doesn't have a lot of weight on him, playing with that. He's not playing. He like you say playing with leash. He also playing with the most swag I'm seeing right now. Like he's going to the rim at cost. He's he worked on his three-point shot, and he's so young that they can continue to work on it. So, he only need to be a step curry. He can, he can be a prime Russell Westbrook, where he was shooting the three at a respectable rate that it had to be guarded. So, that's why that's why I see his ceiling being like a prime Russ, prime D Rose type player. I was about to say prime D Rose as much as much as people yeah. don't want to admit it. Like, yeah, I feel like that, that's a label you can put on him. Yeah. Respectfully. 
God forbid. Anything happens to him, bro. Bro, please, bro, please, bro, please, bro. But just talking about these things, I know injuries are something in basketball. He has had ankle, he has had ankle and leg issues so far. So, but I'm definitely can see this guy blossom to the best point guard in the league at point. And uh, and there's no question. He's yeah, he's uh, he's up there with the. Uh, the top threes, the top fives of the world now, for sure. And, you know, man, it's going to be amazing seeing him in the playoffs. He actually, you know, playing as a favorite in the series, maybe, because how they, how Memphis going, they probably would have, they look like they can have home court advantage, especially with Utah falling now. Yeah. It's like, it's, <laughs> look, excuse me, looking more like, uh, yeah. more like the truth. Yeah, honestly. So, um, is that all the All Star talk for right now? You guys want to do or? Oh, I want to shout out Demar Derozan too. Yeah, you know what? what? It's not a shocker for this year, but I'm, if I if you would look back before the season started, yeah, and said he was going to play like this, saying, then yeah, that's shocking. So yeah, nobody was saying he was going to be in MVP conversations for sure. People was calling this the worst free agent signing of this year, which I never saw, but. Like, no, no, even people that say it was a good signing, nobody would even think he was going to be on this level. I know that's, that's your fancy guy, too. Like, I know you're watching as well. But just the way, like, he's progressing to being a winning player, <laughs> I, hope, I hope it translates it, into the playoffs. I hope it translates to the playoffs. But, like, right now I just love seeing his, like, his progression to being a winning player and being that guy that that you can go to for a bucket. Like, now it's on the mainstream where you see it all the time. Like, he was doing it in San Antonio and in Toronto. It was getting overlooked. But now you in, he's in Chicago putting up better numbers and still doing the same thing he was doing, being clutch. Get to his spots, and nobody's taking him off that spot. So, yeah, that's a shout-out to DeMar for sure. Yeah, that... That did uh, another person that is actually his teammate, Zach Levine. I really wish he could have stayed healthy yeah. uh, so that he could make it. Because I, I had high hopes for him being a starter uh, this year. And I know like it ain't happened this year for uh, for that. But it, it would have been exciting to see uh, like all the Chicago players. Because, you know, Vucevic... Uh, has had a good shot too, yeah. or has a good shot, I should say. Uh, and then you know we also know about Mr. Caruso. No, it's probably right. Caruso want to have a shot, but then it's like, bro, that MB guy playing the same conference. This it's so hard, like, bro. It's so many talented people in both conferences, like. That's why the All-Star games, like, people look overlook it sometimes, but I feel like that's something that players definitely, I feel like players definitely are proud of, of, like, that accomplishment. Just off the fact, like, you're the top 10, top 12, 15 in your conference. Well, top 12 in your conference. And top 24, 25 in the league. Like, that's something that you gotta be proud of. and something that can't be like overlooked. I agree. Not everyone's a LeBron or KD or Steph or Jokic or NB where you have a lot of fans and your game's so great that you're most likely guaranteed to come in. 
even even if you're not a starter and because of injury or something, you most likely be a reserve or a replacement just because of your name. So some people actually did have to, have to work their tail off to become an all star, like an Andrew Wiggins, who's yeah. been in the league since 2014. He's he made it. Like, and no, uh, and not aiming with that with Ja and him. He's not giving the keys like Ja was. They literally said, Ja, go drive. They ain't say that with Wiggins. So, <laughs> it's yeah, not. He had to play with Cat, man. <laughs> from, the, from the beginning, you already had to play try with, to fit yeah. in with Cat and Zach would be in all that. Like, yeah, I, Big I, I get that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, um, I'm also happy for Trey Young because uh, he wasn't selected last year and I thought he should have been. I forgot, yeah. Um, yeah. I know this year Atlanta's been really more down and up, but based off that playoff run last year, I think that's why the media paid attention more to him. But he's definitely an all-star. Looking at the point guards in the backcourt east, I I definitely get why he's a starter. And I'm glad to see him back. He definitely deserves it because I know your only thing that talk about trade most of that Luca trade, and then. Jog getting the love he get he's getting it can Trey Young and his team not being so good and having so many internal problems can be a bad sign for him. But through all the adversity he's here, I'm happy for Trey Young as well. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah. So now uh we can move on to the trade deadline, right? Yep. Alright. So there's a lot of names in the trade. And uh, like rumor mill right now, and some of them we can relate to, some of them we can't. But it's going to shake up the NBA a little bit because this is a year where like there's lots of players that could get traded from like many different teams that have different impacts for different reasons. So, is there any trade in particular that like y'all want to discuss, uh, or like any player that's on the trade block right now? I want to ask, I want to ask, well, I know I want to hear your perspective on it, but I want to hear everybody's perspective. Like, I know, you know, I personally feel like you can't trade Russell Westbrook after putting so much into him as far as, like, you know, the investment that they put into him mm-hmm. at the beginning of the year or in the off season. But, like, do y'all think that they would do it? And then, if you were the GM, would you actually trade him? I would. I think he's going to spend. No, I want to hear what you say first, but I'll be like, I'll let you go first. I say, I'm not trading Russ. Um, it's basically, it's funny you say that because I watch Undisputed, like clips. I know y'all don't watch, but Shannon said, you shouldn't trade him now. You put so much into him. That's like that's what I that's what I've been thinking about the whole like time. Everybody been talking about is like, you can't trade a guy that you put so much investment into and then just back out now. Like it's you can he can't back out now. You gotta see it through at least for the the rest of the year. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm trying. I'm proud you about John Wall and my 2027 first round picks. Not it. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm not. <laughs> I told my Rockets co-host, fan co-host here, I'd rather have Eric Gordon than John Wall. Just off the fit. Just off the fit. Jeez. I'm not saying he's better than John Wall. He's not. But off my fit, 
that's why I was so heavy on Buddy Hill mm. instead of Russ because he's not a better player than Russ but off my fit yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, I'd rather have Eric Gordon, who can stretch the floor, who can create his own shot. We're watching the Lakers game here, Anthony Davis or Russell on the court. They haven't scored in like the last five minutes, last mm-hmm. seven minutes maybe. Mm-hmm. So it's like we need another shot creator. So I mean, yeah, like I am trying to, I am looking at more articles because I want to definitely not just talk about our teams, like the whole league. Yeah. Right. Whole league. But yeah, just to get my liquor talk out the way, I'm, I'm, there's nothing I'm a trade for that I'm, unless they, unless it's something like, you want Jim LeBron to take <laughs> Yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that. Go ahead. Definitely. But besides anything else, no. John Wall is good. I'm good. Give me a recording. But I'm good on John Wall. Yeah, right, you can go ahead. Since you're on the same boat, go ahead. Yeah, like, like, I agree. Like, as far as, like, fit, I do agree, like, of like a Buddy Hill type player is something that will be a better fit for this team just off the fact of, you know, you can put Buddy Hill in the second unit and start him as well with LeBron because, you know, LeBron needs shooters. Mm-hmm. But he plays best with shooters. Like you've seen in Miami, even though, you know, that's not the best, you know, the best shooters in the world, but you see Mario Chalmers, Ray Allen, Mike Miller, Shane Battier, they're not the best players, but they fit LeBron's play style because you drive, kick, boom, shoot it right there. They're consistent, so they make them. But, like, I, I agree with that. But as far as, like, trading Russ, yeah, like, I personally, as a GM, I would do it, but it depends on what you would get back for it. Like, I, I know that his trade style probably not the best, like, the best it uh, could be, like you know, before the season started, but it it depends. It all depends on what you get. Like if you can get shooting out of it, like a Buddy Hill, because he's still like just you know not uh, all the way in with that Sacramento situation, mm-hmm. or like uh, like what you see like Eric Gordon, and then like more pieces, you know, not just Eric Gordon, but more pieces and picks and stuff like that. But but. As far as like the Lakers go, yeah, I don't. They not doing it because you you put so much you put so much investment into them and traded guys like Kuzma who's been balling this year, KCP who's been quiet quietly clutch this year with the Wizards, and then like all those picks and Montrezl Hero too. I forgot about him, but like you can't you can't back out on that after a big investment that you put into it. Mm-hmm. You gotta at least see it out. For at least a year or a year and a half or something, but you can't trade him the first year that he's there. Yeah, I understand what uh, what y'all saying. Me personally, I'm still doing it just because like we know LeBron is not like he doesn't have much time left, yeah. and like you know you you want to get him into the situation that like you know he he needs to be in, which is you know a championship caliber team. Right now, the Lakers are nowhere near a finals team. And though at least the way they're playing. So my thing is like if you need to make a change and there needs to be a major change. And like, you know, you you have three superstars on, on your team in uh, you know, A D LeBron or uh, Russ. But sometimes you might need to just get like give that superstar up and then like get multiple assets that fit your team. 
And, like, even if you don't get enough for it, at least it's more that LeBron can work with. Because in this situation, like, yeah, you're, like, like Buddy Heald in the first would never give it, get, like, be the same value as getting a Russell Westbrook. Especially, like, if he magically started playing, like, you know, the old Russell. But my thing is, it's like, maybe you're not trying to get the same equal value. You got to get stuff that will work with AD and LeBron. All right. So... That's my thing. Yeah, they're not going to get this, uh, the value. And people are going to be like, wow, Lakers got fleeced. Like, they really, uh, this team really got rust for, for just that little. It's like, if the Lakers end up playing better and they start winning more and then LeBron's still playing his way, but they're, it's coming out with wins now, like, you can't really say they lost because at the end of the day, they got a lot better and they had a better chance for LeBron to succeed. So that's my take. On spe- specifically that. Yeah. Uh, another guy I forgot about too. Like just today, the Knicks was talking about they would get rid of their vets. Yeah. Another guy that could work for the Lakers is like an Evan Fournier type guy. Just being able to sc- score or create, he can create for himself and still catch and shoot. Mm-hmm. Like if he wanted to start with LeBron or like Bam come off the bench. But, yeah, Lakers probably had to trade THT for sure. Just off his youth and, like, potential. Just Some team probably looks at him and sees the potential in him. So For real. Somebody, somebody, I feel like one one team probably would bite for that, that THT bait for, like, a shooter or, like, an agent bet or something that can help LeBron right now. Because, yeah, you're right. Like, even though LeBron's not retiring, like, this year or something like that, but... You want you definitely want to capitalize on this like window that you have with LeBron. Yeah, that's what, yeah that's my thing. Like you you have the the a top two player of all time. Yeah. On there, and you don't like, and he's still playing like he's in his prime at age thirty seven. So you got to take advantage of having a player like this, and you know do what you have to do. Like I know it, it might not look pretty. But if it gets the job done, it gets the job done. So, yeah, bless you. It's good. Thank you. For sure, for sure. Uh, we're going to, so basically, guys, we're going to talk about, like, the trade deadline to, like, end our basketball episode. I was going to do this article because I know you watched it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah. what I was going to do is to make it so we talk about all three teams and, like, we give our, like, two cents about it. Um, shout out to Greg Schwartz from Bleacher Report. I don't give a... Uh, just say article like the, he did like dream target, realistic target, and sneaky target. I'm not gonna do. I'm not gonna say which one is which, is like so we won't be here all night. But I'll just give you like the the players they said, and I'll just say ask if like y'all can see if you can see them with that team basically. I got you. Okay. Uh, Ben Simmons probably not getting traded. So any Ben Simmons, <laughs> there's only two players I say it's because Ben Simmons was one of them, and he probably not getting moved. Bro. At, yeah, at, at this rate, I hate. At this rate, what's his name again? I'm drawing a blank. Daryl Morey. Daryl Morey. I hate you. I cannot stand Daryl Morey because I, I want to be an NFL GM, right. but I also look at NBA GMs. This man is the most pettiest <laughs> man on the planet, and I've I've seen petty people. Like, how do you hold on to that and just be like, you know what? You're gonna rot here. You're just gonna rot here. Your fans don't want him here. Your fans didn't want him here before he even requested a trade. Honestly. 
So why even hold him hostage like that? It's not good for his mental health. It's not good for y'all because you still have uh, MVP and B, but you can trade Ben Simmons and get some stuff to help him because you're not going to, like, Embiid's not as old as LeBron, but you might not have him for the entire time. Like, nothing's guaranteed, so. Right. You might need to go trade and get some valuable pieces that fit around him. Because they want to be set for the future and try to win now. You can't do that right now. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, yeah, real, real quick, like, me and you, me and you already talked about this. Like, uh, like, Daryl Moore, I don't know, I, like, as a Houston fan, I always respected Daryl Moore. But then now, it's just, I don't know what he's thinking with this, with this Ben Simmons situation. Like, how could you hold a player and then his value goes up? Well, your asking price goes up for the player. I don't get it. Like, you go from Dane to CJ, and now it's hard. Like, how does that even happen when the man's not playing at all? Like, it, it just doesn't make any sense. There's so many things you could talk about with this situation. Yeah, it's, yeah. At this, yeah, at this point, he, he's not getting traded. Like, <laughs> he's not. Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, like, again, shot of Greg Shorts. But Atlanta, one was Ben Simmons. Let's get that guy. <laughs> uh, the other two are Marcus Smart and Gary Harris. But, uh, okay, for the Atlanta Hawks, they had Marcus Smart from the Boston Celtics and Gary Harris from the Orlando Magic. So it seems like they're going for that 3 and D guard to put next to Trey Young. Do y'all see that doing anything for them with, like, all the guards that Atlanta has already with Lou Williams, McDonavich, DeLon Wright, you know, et cetera. I mean, et cetera. You might need to include DeLon Wright in a, uh, in a trade. that I know he's been traded a lot. But uh, you might have to get rid of a guard to get an, uh, that guard as well. Um, so I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal when it comes to that. But you do need Smart because of that defense right there. Because, you know, Trey Young's considered the, like a top worst defender yeah, in this true. league when it comes to point guards. Or actually in general, of course. But... Uh, like with Marcus Smart, at least you have someone that like you could t- he can guard the best guard, point guard or shooting. So I would, uh, I could see the fit right there. Now what you would give up for um, Boston? Like we don't. I'm not going to get into that much detail. We could go on with that. But <laughs> yeah, but with Marcus Smart going to the Hawks, I could definitely see that uh, panning out. Yeah, I I, I agree. Like. You do need a defensive, like more defensive-minded guard alongside a guy like like Trey Young, especially yeah, like him being like rated the worst defender of last year when it came to uh, the regular season. But yeah, it's, you have to give up one of those guards in exchange. But I feel like it might the guard that it might give up is possibly uh, Bogdanovich, just off the simple fact. Oh yeah. This yeah. also effective, like you know, he wants to get his shots off too. So yeah, him or like Delon right, but they so so stacked that guard. You gotta give up a guard to get Marcus Smart. So it honestly depends on like what if Boston wants uh Bogdanovich in exchange for Marcus Smart. Yeah. Or some or like you know something along that line. They can also yeah. Like you said, I feel that Bogdanovich maybe asked for DeAndre Hunter like the wing. Yeah, yeah. They'll probably include a second round pick as well with that. Yeah. All right. The Boston Celtics are next. So, three people are John Collins from the Atlanta Hawks, 
Eric Gordon from the Houston Rockets, then McLemore and Portland Trailblazers. Now this one's gonna be interesting. What y'all think? Cause y'all basically I think how they gonna work? Cause they gonna they're looking to you know build around Brown and Tatum, of course. Mm-hmm. Right. So basically, I think those three can be with with them. I know Gordon and McLemore they're shooters, so that'll probably be easier. But you know, you got John Collins with this could be a difference. I was like, you gonna have to say the name the names again. As soon as I heard John Collins, I kind of just like <laughs> zoned out because I was just like, dang. That's a, <laughs> so wait, what's the other two? So John Collins. Okay. Ben McLemore. Ben McLemore. Okay. Eric Gordon. Eric. Okay, I thought you said Aaron. Oh, that's why I was like, I don't know about that. <laughs> but okay. Um I don't know how they would make that work with the Eric Gordon one. I don't either. I don't because not only the salary cap but just fit in general, because I like I feel like Jalen Brown and him, like, they got the same role, but Jalen Brown does it better. So I don't know exactly how that would work. Uh John Collins, I can see, but I don't know what they could give up as much other than, like, if they do do the Marcus Smart thing, like John Collins, Marcus Smart uh, swap, and then, you know, they can include stuff. I don't know. But, um, yeah, I I can see uh, Ben McElroy working, but that's, I don't think that's a big splash that they should make with, uh, like, it, it would be one of the lesser. Yeah, that's uh, a trade. Yeah, yeah like, it, the one the one trade that like not is not talked about as much, but it's still a little bit talked about. I'll leave uh, my phone like this if y'all want to see the names again. Okay. okay. But, but yeah, like that the Ben McLemore thing that's definitely a easier trade to pull off. Absolutely. For uh for the Celtics, because they do honestly they do need perimeter shooting. Like you can watch in the games and see like Marcus Smart hasn't been that like. That consistent when mm-hmm. it comes to shooting, this you know as late. Dennis Schroeder, you're not looking for him to shoot. And then uh, you know we don't know nothing about Romeo Langford, Grant Williams as a four. You know like he can do it, but you're not really looking for him to make shots consistently. Mm-hmm. And it is just you know they do need a shooter, so that that uh, can definitely work. And then as far as the John Collins thing, I feel like it would fit for the Celtics, but you got to convince John Collins that he's going to be a third option for sure. Because you're not... John Collins is definitely not taking the ball out of Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum's hands. You got to convince him that you come here, you got to be a third option, but we can give you a high chance of winning something. At least maybe get to conference finals or, you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. I feel that. Yeah, but then, you know, on the other side, it's for the, the Hawks, yeah. I, I honestly don't, like, I don't know, the fit, like, to get what you're getting back, be like, probably like Robert Williams and, like, Grant Williams or something, I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. That fit. Yeah, I don't know if Boston even weird. wants to trade Robert Williams. Yeah, right, it's, right, especially the way he's been playing lately. Yeah. Like, or they could take advantage of his value and get a lot. But, yeah. Or he's, not he's a lot. Double, lot double machine lately? Mm hmm. Yeah, he, his trade value is definitely high. Like high, highest has been in the, you know so far as in his career. Yeah, cause uh, I'm move on, but like basically Atlanta got so much wing that they probably are looking for one of the Williams at that case. Yeah, that might be uh, the extra pick that they got from uh, the Cam Reddish. Oh yeah, they they might have to just throw yeah. throw that in with something. 
Okay, the Brooklyn Nets are next. Uh, so looking at these three targets, they're looking at like big man and like maybe a defensive wing, because their last two games have been the Nuggets with Jokic and then the Lakers with AD. So they probably are looking for a big man. So one is Jakob Poto from the San Antonio Spurs, Michael Scala from the Oklahoma City Thunder, and Dorian Finney-Smith from the Dallas Mavericks. I can see, I can see the Yaku Polo thing definitely. I feel like his his trade stock has been going a lot, going up a lot lately, mm-hmm. off the way he's been playing, averaging like fourteen and eleven, through you know through this year. So his his play style does fit that Brooklyn uh Brooklyn Nets style, and he can definitely catch live. I seen him do it with Dejounte for sure, so mm-hmm. it could definitely definitely happen, but. Honestly, I don't know. The other, Michael Scott could work too, but I feel like that doesn't put you over the needle as much. And Dorian Finney-Smith too. I feel like that doesn't put you over the needle as much as you would want it to. As far as like wings. I get like, like they do need a catch-and-shoot guy, but I feel like just a little tier higher would be the perfect fit for a catch-and-shoot guy for them. Maybe like uh Maybe like uh, I know Harrison Barnes has been throwing around a lot in trade rumors lately. Maybe like that's here, but you have to convince him as well, like to turn into a catch and shoot guy. But I've I've the recent reports lately has been like he wants to be somewhere where he can win. So I feel like he would like sacrifice for that. Or like uh, yeah, like DeAndre Hunter, like that type of guy too. But. It's a, it's probably a lot of guys they can go for, but yeah, for uh, like wings, catch and shoot wings. Dorian Finney Smith could work, but I just wonder how much would it put you over the edge. Yeah, honestly, you you said most of the points that I was gonna say. Uh, the Yakapoto one I like uh, uh, for that because it gives you a lot of size, and I think that's a really good. Uh, like trait that you can work with with uh Katie uh and Kyrie if uh if he ends up uh being able to play in the playoffs or something. Or uh with James Harden, I know like if James Harden does like ISO wing when it's just him, like while KD's out or something, uh like he can drive, kick off to Jakob. So I can definitely see that trait. Uh I can see Michael Muscala doing it. Yeah. Um I would definitely be interested as a OKC fan to see what Sam Presti's going to pull off with that. If uh, if we do end up trading Muscala and then we, if we also trade Kendrick as well, that's that's going to be interesting uh, to see. So overall, I do like those fits. The Charlotte Hornets are next. It just it's just centers. I'm I, not surprised. I, yeah, I'm not surprised. All that makes it plumbly slender. I've been seeing. <laughs> Bro, they be like, they need a center. I'm like, they need a center. Bro, they, he's not bad. I'm about to say, Mace Plumby ain't bad, but it's like, you can't get far with him being your starting center. But, uh, Miles Turner from the Indiana Pacers. That was, that was real quick. I gotta go back. 
I was I was going to say that I was shocked that Miles Turner wasn't on there, but I was like, also I don't know what you could give up for that uh, other than like Cam Thomas and then salary. So yeah. I was about to say Miles Turner might be as uh, a one that's like it's a long shot, but that could be something. So. No, not not to go far back, but for Brooklyn, another guy that they could get is Roko. Now I just thought about yeah, it. Roko that might be an Roko important could one. fit on that team, especially with the three and D that they gone for. Yeah. That could fit. But going back to the, the Hornets. Nerlis Noel from the New York Knicks and Robin Lopez from the Orlando Magic. <laughs> I love the Nerlis Noel one. That would be cool. I love yeah. the Nerlis Noel yeah, one. I like that too. Because that's low, that's low risk high reward. If it yeah. pans out, that's low risk high reward for sure. Can just let him walk. And I, I think it's I'm not saying honestly. I think it's a good personality to have around LaMelo mm-hmm. and Miles and uh yeah. yeah. Oops, man, you can catch some lobs. Yeah, that's low maintenance for sure. And good his, defense. His defense has been underrated this year. When he has played, he's been he's been leading like top ten in blocks when he has played. So college Nerlens before his injury, man. man. College Nerlens before his injury was ridiculous, man. And I, I'm it's a shame that nobody remembers that because of how soon he got injured. Yeah. But yeah. But yeah, as far as like the Miles Turner thing, that that would be a dream, like. Prospect for them. Well, not prospect, but the dream yeah. trade for them because he can do, he can know he can stretch the floor, still get in the paint, catch lobs, defend. He's pretty, you know, good foot speed, so he's pretty versatile when it comes to that. So yeah, I feel like that'd be that'd be a perfect fit for them, but it just depends on what what uh, Indiana looking for. But I mean, hey. They want Gordon Hayward so bad, you might as well just throw him Gordon Hayward or something. I don't know. Or maybe you could get off with giving, like, Cody Martin or something. I don't know. Cody Martin and uh, Vernon Carey and some picks. That might. That might work. Yeah, that might, that might get him. Yeah. I was gonna say there's there's gonna be a lot of Indiana talking this because, you know, they're trying to start a rebuild, but they got four great trade assets. So he, we never know. We never know what they want, like from uh from the trades. Yeah, true. What you got to say? Oh uh, no, that's it. yeah, that's it. Okay, yeah. Honestly, like, uh, not really much to be said uh, on my end. Like, uh, I think uh Miles Turner would be a, uh definitely a good one. It's just I feel like they would want to give uh. Indiana will want a little bit more from them than they will want to give right. to before Miles, but I think I think Nerlens Noel is a good one that they could chew on. So yeah, that's definitely low. Yeah, as you if yeah, right, just like you said, like if you don't like him, just let him walk. Exactly. <laughs> like it's not that like big of a deal. Now we're on Chicago Bulls. Uh, of course, like we've been hearing a lot, our Detroit Pistons, Jeremy Grant. Um, Larry Nash Jr. from the Portland Trail Blazers and Nicholas Batum from the Los Angeles Clippers. So basically getting that four spot, basically. Can I go first real quick on this one? Yeah, All right. <laughs> I, it's funny because I always hear this one. And if there's any Chicago fans watching, I'd say it is the most outstanding fit. <laughs> I, I'm telling you right now, you would love him now that they're gone. <laughs> As a Pistons fan and watching Jeremy Grant, 
that would not be a good as good of a fit as they think in Chicago. And I'm going to say why. Because on defense, it's absolutely outstanding. That's the best defensive team that you could possibly make with this trade. But on offense... There's a reason he came to Detroit in the first place instead of <laughs> instead of taking the same contract and staying in Denver. He wanted to be the first option. And which he did, he came here and he showed that he could be more mainly because you know his defense and offense. But you could tell that like even when Cade started really popping off in Detroit, he did not like giving up the ball to give it to him for him to run the offense. He likes like, every few possessions, he would ISO and score and stuff like that. He's going to be the third or fourth option in uh, Chicago. Like, I know everybody's like, he doesn't care about that first first option thing as much. Either way, your production is not going to be anywhere near. So, I wouldn't see why he would want that. Because uh, I don't know how much he, it, he cares about winning a championship right now. But... I just do not see the benefit, mainly because you're going to give up a good chunk to get him. And, like, no, you're not going to give up one of the big, like, pieces. Like, of course, you're not giving up the big four in Lonzo, DeMar, uh, Zach Levine, and then Vucevic. Those four are untouchable. But you might give up Patrick Williams, who has great potential, uh, Kobe White, and stuff like that. And that, that's a b- big chunk for someone that I don't think is going to be worth all that for Chicago. So I'm going to say no on that. Not even give us Caruso. No, they want Jeremy Grant and the first for Caruso. <laughs> but, yeah, like, I agree with what you said. Like, it would be, like, you would want to trade for him, but I know Detroit... Detroit would want either Patrick Williams or Kobe White or both. But even, like, as far as from the Chicago side of it, like, getting him, you have to – the one thing you got to be worried about is, like, will he be motivated to take a big step back in scoring? Because, like you said, like, he came to Detroit for a reason, to get the ball in his hands and score. But – that's that's and you know recently we talked about how you want this big four year contract and hundred and some million and all that stuff, but you like, said billion? Oh million, <laughs> no nah, million, million. Not bro. I was like, man, I wish you would no, ask for it. No, nobody in the NBA is worth a billion dollars, bro. <laughs> nobody knows are a billion. Except for Taco Fall. Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. Yeah, you you, you got a point, you got a point. Yeah, he, <laughs> hey, he he's unique. Right, right, right. Who, who, who's getting that size, man? Who's getting that size? Nobody. <laughs> but yeah, like as far as like as far as you know, for their trade targets, I feel like Nicholas Batum would be a good option because he's low maintenance, guy you can count on being consistent everywhere. Even you know on the Clippers, on the Hornets, he's shown that he can be consistent. So. Being that plug and play guy that you can put in, and you know that he's gonna put his all in on the on the defense again, and then he can play make as well. Like his playmaking is underrated, and his shooting is pretty consistent. So I feel like that would be a better option for them to trade for instead. Of like if they can't get Jeremy Grant, or you know, that's kind of a risky you know 
investment just to see like if you really be, would be motivated to play. But mm-hmm. it's you know as far as like getting the most out of you know out of the trade play, you go for like a Nicholas Platoon. That'd be a good option. All right, Cleveland Cavaliers been one of the surprising teams in the league. Um, these three guys they look basically like they're getting a shot creator added. Uh, Brandon Ingram from the New Orleans Pelicans, Karis Avert, Indiana Pacers, and Goran Dragic from the Raptors, even though he has not played. <laughs> so, I mean, y'all seeing these three shot creators being a good target for him? I'm going to say not Dragic. I'm not going to Dragic, no. I don't think so. Not Dragic. Because you know Dragic's coming off the bench, and I don't know how you're going to He ain't going to like that. Yeah, so not Dragic, for sure. Brandon Ingram, I don't know. It's like, the thing about that is, uh, I always think about what you have to give up to get him, first of all, because you can't just plop him on the team and then treat it like you didn't lose anybody. But... New Orleans, right now, they don't have Zion. So, it's just him. If they really want to say, like, hey, we're really tanking this year and, you know, go ahead and do that, they might. And Cleveland does that, and then they're like, you know what? Forget it. We're a win-now mode. <laughs> the, way they're, the way they're playing. They could easily be, like, a second-round, third-round team. Uh, the way they're playing uh, in the Eastern Conference right now. So, you could do that. Um... You might probably you'll probably give up Isaac Okoro, uh, and then like someone else in the first for that. So uh, I could see the fit, like especially with uh, Evan Evan Mobley, uh, uh, Jack uh, Allen. <laughs> yeah, Jared Allen. Yeah, Jared. I was like, I know it's not Jack, but when I say <laughs> Allen, somebody's gonna correct me. <laughs> I don't know why. Which that man is a beast. He he, uh, like borderline all star at this rate, he might end up being one. The hey, way like, Darius Garland needs to be all star for of sure, but Jared Allen should be in the conversation. He shouldn't be far off. Yeah, he should be yeah. far off. But uh, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll uh, then Karis LeVert. Um, I can I can definitely see that fit um, with the team. Uh. Not really much to be said. Basically, it's the same thing, but uh, just like a little bit lesser that you have to give up. Uh, I think it's going to be that would that wouldn't be that bad of a fit because it gives you another guy that can create his own shot and uh, you know provide a little bit of hustle with that. So yeah, like I know who's the third. Uh, Jordan. Jordan. Dragic. Oh yeah, we yeah we already said no. <laughs> I I don't see that working. Yeah, I feel like uh, the Brandon Ingram thing would be kind of out of the out of the picture just as far as what you have to give up. Because I know New World is not going to go easy about giving him up. Especially, oh, can they still trade Sexton since he's hurt or no? Uh, I just thought about that. Man, that's, a good, that's a good question. Because I haven't heard Sexton's name mentioned <laughs> whatsoever. Yeah, that's a good so question. that, like, that just popped up to me. So I don't think they can. Just because he's injured, but I mean, Patrick Williams is injured and they put him in a lot of Oh, no, yeah, honestly, yeah. yeah. I think they can because of the season. Oh, no, they can, they can because they was trying to trade Ricky Rubio. Oh, you, yeah. you're yeah. right, you're right. Well, yeah. look at that. You can. Yeah, right. you can, you can, yeah. So, all right, so that might be, that might yeah. be easier. Honestly, right. 
Yeah, that, that honestly might be easier because you don't know if Colin Sexton will be willing to come off the bench, especially for Darius Garland, you know, how he's been playing like an all-star, not on his potential, or, you know, them being in the same back backcourt together. That size and, you know, defense is not the best going forward. But I feel like Karen Silver would be the, like, best option out of the three or the, like, easiest option to trade for and the best fit. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, off the fact that you want that secondary, like, ball handler. But, you know, give Darius Garland some rest. And, you know, to get that defense and that size, like, at – his position where he can play the two or the three at times, but him being able to to just be, you know, a secondary ball hunter, and he's a better, I would say he's a better catch-and-shoot shooter than Kyle Sexton could be. Yeah. Especially with Cleveland, so. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, personally, I would say the best fit would be Karras uh, Dallas Mavericks, uh, Somebody to pair with Luca, basically. Christian Wood, Houston Rockets. Buddy Hill, the Sacramento Kings. Kimball Walker, New York Knicks. So, basically, they're a shot creator. Do they get their own? How y'all feel about these three? You know, the me. Oh, man. I mean, oh, okay. You know what? Since I'm about, yeah, that's, that's why I asked that. <laughs> okay. From the Houston standpoint of it, if I'm giving, if we're giving up Christian Wood, I do not want no Maxi Kleber, no <laughs> Dorian Finney Smith, no. Nah, they'll, probably give you, they'll, they'll give you a first though. Yeah, I mean, we, sure that's a, that's we for sure getting first, but I don't want none of that, none of that, cause it's not gonna benefit us in the future at all. And more than likely, you gonna have for half the season and they gonna leave, so there's no point in it. So. I mean, it would fit for Dallas, but from the other standpoint, I don't feel like the Rockets would go for that. But what's the other names? Uh, Buddy Hill and Kemba. Kemba. I honestly could see Kemba working in uh, Dallas. Like being, it, it depends on if, you know, you come off the bench. If he came off the bench, I feel like that would be like Kim and Brunson. Because Brunson, even though he's like, you know, six foot, he's shown that he can defend bigger players. He got good hands on the defensive end. And then as far like Buddy Hill, I feel like that'd be a perfect option for the shooter. Especially now that you that we seen that uh, Tim Hardaway is gonna be out for an extended amount of time. So Buddy Hill, I feel like Buddy Hill would be like the best option out of three. But him or Kemba could work. But it just depends on how you wanna play him and Kemba at the same time. Or, you know, Jalen Brunson and Ken Brown at the same time. Your turn. I don't know. I thought it was like, you sure? Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> uh, you, you said a lot of points. Uh, like, the main thing I was going to say was the only way I can see Kimba Walker working is if he comes off the bench. And I do not know if he wants to do that in Dallas. But it would definitely work. I don't see him and Luka working as well on the court together. Uh... But I can definitely see him coming off the bench and then automatically running with the second team. That would be nice. But um, because, you know, I think Jalen Brunson works better with Luka than Kimba would. Yeah. So that's another thing. And then 
I will say Buddy Hill's the best fit, but I'm going to say why Christian Wood would be a decent fit, but bad for, like, in the long run. I'm going to say Christian Wood would be good. Like, okay, so clearly you're going to keep Porzingis with that. You're not going to give that up. So it's going to be a big three of Luka, Porzingis, and uh, Wood. My thing is, it'll be power forward and center, which, like, whoever's power forward, whoever's center, like, could flip flop. But the thing is, even though Porzingis is a 7-2, 7-3, that defense is still a question mark, because especially on the inside, I don't, like, uh, it depends on who, exactly who they're playing. Like, they'll get theirs on offense. Uh, Long term, like, defense, you might have to make another trade to get somebody else uh, to help with that. I, I could definitely see another person being uh, Marcus Smart uh, as an under, like, underrated candidate uh, for that. Because basically the same reason for um, Atlanta Hawks, you know, uh, whoever, he, he could guard whoever's the uh, best player on that court. Yeah. And that, that would help too. But they, they would need a better big man for that. Because if you have, if you try to, if you can trade for Christian Wood, I think you can also try to trade for Miles Turner. Uh, so like when it comes to value, so I think that would be better because someone has to be able to play defense. Yeah. So, uh, with that fit, so I think that that would be the way it works. Like it, it will get them far, but I don't think in the in the. Okay. But yeah, I think that would be the best fit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Denver Nuggets. Um, one guy is Robin Lopez from Orlando Magic. I'm just gonna skip that one because it I. No fit for that one. So they just don't learn. Yeah. <laughs> they don't so Derek White from the Spurs and Dennis Schroeder from the Boston Celtics. How about those two? I could I could see Schroeder a little bit for Denver. Um, it'll be inter- I don't know if Jamal Murray is able to come back by playoff time. I don't think he is. Or I think I think he's working towards it. But yeah, I'm probably really working. Oh, no yeah, TBD. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. But um, for for Denver's standpoint, I mean, there's a lot of people that like, you pair him with to have that work. Um, I don't, I don't know if he comes off the bench. I don't think so. Uh, with Denver, so I think that would be the best fit. Honestly, I don't know. I do, I don't like the Dennis Shooter fit, just off the fact of like. Him, like, see him in Boston. You see, like, he, you know, he'll play with, you know, Jalen Brown and Jay's Tatum all that. But you can see that he still wants the ball. Like, he still wants to be able to operate it, play in the pick and roll and all that stuff. Like, you know, he can play in the pick and roll with Jokic, but Jokic is the main, you know, main facilitator, the main guy that you, that you want with the ball in his hands and running the offense. And mm-hmm. I don't know how... Much he'll be willing to just at times, you know, you gotta go, you gotta go sit in the corner and cut sometimes, and you know stuff like that. But Derek White, I feel like Derek White would be a good fit. Just, just you know, him already being in that Spurs offense, so he's already willing to move do the, yeah, yeah, move around, cut, you know, do the, the little things to get Jokic good opportunities and good, you know, easy. Assist easy, you know, backdoor cuts, layups, corner threes, anything like that. Just being able to, you know, move off the ball. And still, he's a still, you know, a solid defender on the other end. And 
Denver does need that because lately their defense has been you know, a little subpar. So I feel like Derek, Derek White is a good fit for them. Our Detroit Pistons. Ah, <laughs> Mo Bamba, Orlando Magic. You talked on you talked on Patrick Williams from the Bulls, and the Flint man himself, Kyle Kuzma. <laughs> oh shoot, that's the first time I've heard that. This uh, this uh, around these times. Oh, I, I heard it beginning of the year. Yeah, I haven't heard it in the recent. Yeah. And uh, just Kuzma's on the Wiz- Washington Wizards. I say his team, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, a lot, a lot of people, a lot of people know that now, but not. Sure. You shouldn't have. <laughs> I, if I had to say it, like, oh, he is? It's a problem. Like, <laughs> maybe you need to watch. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I'll let you guys, you know, it's our, it's our, it's our hometown team, boys. So. No, if you want to go first. Well, so you haven't talked much on these. So. Oh, yeah, because I want to, like, you know, have us here all night. But, I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll be the one mainly talking. We can switch at this point. Oh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah man. Yeah, but no. For sure. Well, especially on this one, you have to talk this distance. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I would love Mo. We need a center. <laughs> we need a center. Yeah. We need a center, bro. Please Mo. get a center. Mo Ripper text. He stretches the floor. It's very good. I'm not. I'm not saying I wouldn't like Patrick Williams. I just don't want to give up Jeremy Grant for him. I can get more than Patrick Williams. That's why. Patrick Williams. I'm not saying he's gonna be a bad guy. He has young potential. But just to make the thing short, for Jamie Graham, I I need I don't need that. And for Kyle Kuzma, I will honestly, I will honestly love him here. Like even with twenty nineteen, when they did a little trade, sending um, Reggie Bullock to the Lakers. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, like uh, I even, yeah, literally. Like even then, I was like, I wouldn't mind have Kyle Kuzma as a Piston hometown. He's a shot creator. He's gonna he's not afraid to take any shot. Which it seems like some guys are well, because it seems like we we give the extra pass when the win is not needed. Mm-hmm. I so I so I'm like Kyle Kuzma, you know, he just. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so honestly, I I mean yeah, I would like Mo because we need a center badly. And then it's Kuzma. And I I personally not like I, it's like I don't want Patrick Williams, but just for Jeremy Grant, I need more. Yeah. And Kobe White's not more. Yeah, but, <laughs> that's that's Kobe. Yeah. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. Like, if they Bulls don't pull that off, it it gotta be like Detroit quite a for a while. Honestly, like, but yeah, like, I'm being an asshole. <laughs> but, for sure. Uh, Mo Bamba definitely because we need a center badly. Like, I'm not. We not getting nowhere with six eight Trey Lyles. Or 6'10", Kelly Olenek. And 6'10 is generous. Kelly Olenek. Bro. On a good day. On a good day, bro. And, and then mention who's the starter. Oh, oh yeah, right. yeah. Yes, and don't forget 6'9", 6'8", Isaiah Stewart. The beef. Like, I love Isaiah Stewart. Like, love yeah, I love Isaiah Stewart, too. I love him, but... Not starting. Yeah, I'm about to say, he'd be a good backup. Like, I I would personally start Mo. If we got Mo, I would start Mo and then put, you know, Stewart to be a backup. He can't be going against the best. He's got he's got to run with second unit. Like, yeah. He he because he's great with second unit. Not good. Not good with first of all. So. Yeah, like his his energy off the bench would be like something that we definitely need as a team. Cause I feel like once like the second unit comes in, if no if nobody is hot at that moment, I feel like we we just 
go dead sometimes. And then we just like, Kane, come in here and save us. And then, you know, Sometimes he's like, he's been saving us lately, bro. Sometimes where you don't need that extra pass, like you said, like you do need somebody to just go catch the ball and just shoot it, bro. Like need somebody to have that fearlessness. Like Sadiq has it at times, but it's been times where he just yeah. he's just a little too passive. Or it's like times where it's like you lack a little bit, like what you just said, like you lack a little bit too much like confidence. Like it's times you can be, you can be the uh, like third option. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He got the potential to be that, especially with him being a good defensive player already at this young of age. But I just want him to shoot more. Yeah. But, yeah, Kuzma would be another guy that would shoot and not afraid to shoot. So, yeah. Yeah, okay, so y'all touched up on the purposes on of those players. I will say um, I, I don't know about trading Jeremy Grant, for you know Mo Bamba, but they say hey, they want a first. Take it, take it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can take it first, all right? You can take it. <laughs> say, but, but then again, Orlando wants a first for Mo Bamba as well. That's what I'm saying. They yeah. take, that's what I'm saying. They take oh, it you, oh, you talking about straight up? Yeah, they can take it first. But uh, but hey, no, no, you're not getting Jeremy Grant for Mo Bamba. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's not happening. But. That's not happening. Um, I I definitely like the Kuzma one as well. Uh, I but we do need a center, so I think that there are definitely like different. There's many options that we can go for just because so many people are interested in Grant. But there's also pieces that like we got to move ourselves as well. And I think an underrated uh one is actually Buddy Hugh. Uh, if the Kings still are interested in Grant, I think. Uh, it would be a good pairing with uh, uh, Kate and Killian. Uh, well, I think I think Killian would be more comfortable with that. Um, and we could try to make it work still. I'm hoping Killian can improve. Totally. Yeah. But, yeah, moving on from that. Yeah, we could talk about that, that all day. So. Yeah. Organization. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A championship contender, Golden State Warriors next. Um, looking at this list, they're looking for hustlers, really. We have Ken, Ken Rich Williams from the Oklahoma City Thunder. I was just about to say that. <laughs> we have Mike Muscala from the Oklahoma City Thunder. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? And then Marcus Smart from the Boston Celtics. I was about to say Poku. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say Andrew Dwork from the Oklahoma City Thunder. Ah, yeah, y'all, y'all lost <laughs> Untouchable. <laughs> Untouchable. <laughs> but, uh, Really, looking at this three-person list, short and quick, is like they looking to add hustle. I mean, you got your scores to Steph, Clay, Andrew Wiggins, so I can get that. 
Um, James Wiseman could probably be a, a trade piece to use somebody if you want to. Um, or, like, I know Moody and Kaminga still been out there, just young, raw prospects, I guess, basically. But, yeah, I can see Ken, Ken Rich, a.k.a. Kenny Hustle. Being a being a, a glue guy, being uh, that's, yeah, being yes, a bear. I don't be called. Can he hustle, man? He can be a better a better Toscano Anderson, really. And Marcus Smart, I mean, shoot, I already been said Marcus Smart would have been. I've been saying this since high school. You'd be so great in Golden State. Just a Steph, you don't have to worry about nothing. Clay, get the bigger guy. Marcus Smart going to pick up ninety four feet. That's all he needs to do. And then Michael Scott is gonna be basically y'all, cause they got Bell Lisa as their backup center to the stretch, but like I guess Michael Scott would be adding more of a rebounder. So Yeah, like yeah. Honestly all all three of those dudes honestly feel that team. Just that system that Golden State has, I feel like anybody can come in there first, honestly. Well, close to anybody can come in there first. Especially the guys that's low maintenance. Like, Kendrick Williams, I feel like that's a good option for them. Especially, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, well, with Otto Porter, you know, Andrew Wiggins, Kenny Hustle can come off the bench and play, you know, the three or the four at times. And then Marcus Smart, yeah, I, I agree with you. Like, that's, that's a perfect option for them. Especially to give Steph off nights or give, you know, Steph less pressure of guarding the best, you know, player offense or, you know, the point guard because whoever Steph is on, they always going to attack it or try to put him on a, in a pick and roll or something. So being having Marcus Smart and Clay there to, like, have his back on that is really, like, key. Well, that, that really could be key, especially, like, in the playoffs and stuff like that. But, yeah. I'm about to say you may, y'all basically touched up on it. Um, I definitely think um, OKC has two good potential trade partners. With uh, what? Let me ask you, since, since like basically we touched up on it, what would you like from Golden State then for like Muscala, from Golden State? Muscala or Williams? Like, what you think? What you think you, you can grab on them or interested in getting? I think for Kendrick Williams, uh, Ken. I I just say Kendrick. I, I don't I don't try to. I know lots of people say, like, Kendrick, but I, I always, like, it goes straight to Kendrick, so I'm going to just keep saying Kendrick, but, um, like, they're, they're clearly a win-now team, and honestly, if anything, I know that's a good suitor, but that it should explain why it is time to package one of those players, and I want James Wiseman. As what like, even James Wiseman can end up being the face of this trade, and then we can give Kendrick Williams, and then maybe like one of our first round picks for this year, or like a future first, like and maybe like a sixth grader from uh, from, uh, <laughs> sixth grader. from IMG Prep, uh, you know. I'm like, don't stay. Which one you want, man? I got so many of them. Go stay. Which one you want? <laughs> Uh, you should look at this kid. He's eleven. He plays at in, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he plays in AAU. Just check him on shots there, man. <laughs> this on. this pick this pick this is this kid. Like, yeah. on. You on. see you see so, him form. Exactly. So I would love to get James Wiseman. I feel like 
uh, most moody would probably be more expendable. Uh, I'm just saying, name of all the rookies. Like, why? Why is it? Why is it not Ricky? But like, uh, Kaminga. I would love to get Kaminga. That would honestly be beautiful. Cause uh, like, I know Darius Baisley's coming off the bench. I would uh, have Kaminga, Kaminga come in and slide slide in for him, and then have Darius come off the bench still. But Kaminga can immediately be our starter. But it would probably go James Wiseman, Kaminga, and then. <laughs> That's really it. I, those are those are the two main players. If we don't get either of those, at least one first round pick for one player. They can't have both and get a first. Uh, I believe in Presti to make the right decision, though. Presti, you trust? Absolutely. When he said Kendrick Williams, uh, we could get him a swap for a first, and everybody was like, "You know what? That's true." And I was like, "This man is a genius." <laughs> he was like, he's now the most valuable piece from that trade. That we made. Like, it's ridiculous. <laughs> All right. Houston. Oh, gosh. Of course, Ben Simmons. But... So, basically, your two guys, Derek White from the Spurs, Rui Hachimura from the Washington Wizards. That, that's that's one guy that I've been hearing a lot lately is Rui. And, you know, now that, you know, they have, uh, they don't have much confidence, like, in him. The uh, Wizards as of late, especially with Kuzma like turning into the guy that he's been uh, this year. So I mean, honestly, if we got like uh, like a Rui and like Corey Kispert or like something like that, maybe I don't know. Maybe well, I don't know how they feel about like Thomas Bryant or something. Because I know they want to keep uh, Montrezl here for sure, Spencer Dinwiddie for sure, and we ain't trading down for Bradley Beal. So y'all got nothing for that. But yeah, Roy like Corey Kispert for like a I don't know, maybe like a Eric Gordon or like a pick or possibly a Christian Wood or like, you know, something like that. I honestly wouldn't be mad at that because you give Roy a chance to, you know, spread his wings to actually become the guy that, you know, people was looking at him in a draft to be in the next. Ah, but they always throw that Kawhi label on people, but actually being close to it. Well, not close to it, but a little bit in that range. You know, possibly be like, you know, 15 points per game, something like that. Mm-hmm. I honestly would take that. Or like Derek White. Honestly, I would I would take that too, but it, I don't even think he would want to be on the Rockets being a losing situation. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, you know, Ben said that. That man, that man bro. I I would want Ben Simmons. I feel like that actually would fit with our team, just off the fact that our team is so like bent heavy on shooting threes. So you spread it out so much for Ben to drive. But I know uh, Daryl Morey don't even want to work with us at this point. Yeah. And then we don't have a Harden to trade. So <laughs> oh, yeah. If if we get uh, Ben Simmons. You don't have to take Christian Wood and like Eric Gordon or something. That's that's all I can give you at this point. <laughs> that's all I can give you. It's some picks, like that's all I can give you. But yeah. Uh yeah, basically touched on it. Rui would would go crazy in Houston. I think just because the wing depth is not it's not long and uh, 
basically I, I see him being upgraded from Nwaba and probably I don't know Christian Wood might be the one getting moved if Rui's there because Washington would like to push for a playoff spot but uh, I can definitely see him getting another score getting another like wing defender just a big body he can grow and then I mean Derek White I can see Derek White just because he's a defender as well also a guy can catch a shoot don't need the ball Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was just I I was letting you go in. And I was like, you know what? He's in the zone, and I was like, okay, is he gonna keep talking? <laughs> but no, I I agree. Like the the main one that stood out was Rui. Uh, out of the three, I could see. Um, I know people. I think you could get uh, get more out of Miles Turner from contenders uh, than what do you do? But I could see. Uh, uh, him fitting in Houston, but I don't know. I I like I like the Rui one more out of those. That's the one that really stood out to me. So I could I could talk about the other ones, but it's not going to be like much putting towards it. Uh, another guy that I do want to try to get Mo Bamba because just oh, like yeah. just like the Pistons, the Rockets need a center, bro. Like they they entice. At first, I thought it was, it was, I was so, like, not, like, so happy, but I was, like, you know, I'm glad we got there in times, but, I don't know, now it's signing looking kind of, yeah. looking kind of <laughs> And then, you know, Sengun is not the defender that, you know, everybody, well, not, and nobody thinks he's going to be a good defender, honestly. I don't think so either. Like, he, his play style, he's just not going to be a good defender. So, that's more suited of coming off the bench. So I uh, traded for Mo. I feel like that'd be a good option for us too. And um, so we're gonna do one more, and then we'll hit you guys with a part two. I'm gonna uh, send this link to all three of us so we can keep it and and we can finish it off. But our last scene for today will be the Indiana Pacers. So y'all already know Gordon Hayward from the Charlotte Hornets. The other two are Dorian Finney-Smith, also. From the Mavericks, and then the Wizards owner Luke Kennard from the Los Angeles Clippers. Um, basically, I can see they probably they are looking for another wing with this. Um, they're a confusing team because very it's <laughs> somebody rebuild, but one accomplished vet still. So I mean, I don't know what I don't know what to make of these three for them because I don't know what direction Indiana's going in. But I mean, of course, Gordon Hayward because he's from Indiana, so you getting a hometown kid who's ball- who's balling. Uh, Luke Kennard's adding another shooter. I'm guessing with young with uh, young pieces or whoever you're gonna keep that you're not gonna trade. You let the four be spaced out, and then Dorian Finney-Smith is going to be looked at because he of his defense. So I mean, Indiana's not a great defensive team anyway. So why not add somebody to defend? But yes, yeah, that's, that's my take on this. Honestly, I'm I'm on the on the train to blow it up. Like I know, you know, everybody they might be scared of blowing up, like not gonna win, et cetera, et cetera. But the argument of trying to put fans in the seats, you're not putting fans in the seats anyway, with being mediocre. Like everybody knows what they're getting out of Indiana. 
is maybe the playoffs, and if that, you get first rounded. So it's not nothing to want to go watch. But like, if they uh, if they want to go to the side of uh, you know, trying to contend and trying to be you know a better team, the Valentunas thing, I feel like that might work. Now that he stretched his game out to the three, but the only thing that I might be like a little like hesitant on is the fit between him and Sabonis of like who's gonna post up now like it's my turn okay now it's your turn like and then you know how the game is such you know perimeter essentially now I don't know how far it's gonna take you and then uh what's that to Dorian Finney Smith and then uh Luke Kennard Luke Kennard that would actually be a good a good fit for them but I feel like that's his lateral again. Like, you're not really going nowhere. And Dorian Finney-Smith, too. Like, you're not contending for anything. So, what's the point of trading lateral when it's either just buy all in or just blow it up at this point? Mm-hmm. So, that, yeah, that's how I feel about that. All right. So, I have – I don't think what they're doing is, like, clear. Like, like you said – like it's very confusing, uh, based off like, yeah, they want to blow it up, but they also want to contend. It's weird. Uh, so, I think, uh, something good that they could do if they want to still contend is blow it all up. But a big name that I don't know if this will work like cap wise, but going like if they trade a lot. And then go after, like, if Russell Westbrook is still getting traded. Like, because if you need to blow it up, but you still want to contend, that's perfect. Because Russ, like, can get you somewhere. Maybe in the first, like, he'll make you a playoff team still. So, if you get Russ, like, trade, like, two of your stars. Like, if you do want to end up putting Malcolm Brogdon a part of that, Duarte, uh, Karis LeVert, Miles Turner, like, any of those guys, if you do actually want to blow it up, could help LA and could help you got uh, and could help Indiana because they're gonna have to because um, Indiana has the the pieces that could possibly uh, help out with that. Um, another person I was thinking was like Cam Thomas if they do blow it up because they could give like maybe a Miles Turner for Cam swipe because like. I feel like now seeing how Cam can score in this league, that gives him a little bit more value. And then, you know, Miles Turner helps out Brooklyn ridiculously. Or like a Thaddeus Young type. I think uh, uh, that too. Well, that that's mainly for Brooklyn. I, I kind of got off track. But, <laughs> yeah, I think uh, uh, when it comes to that, Russell Westbrook, if you do want to blow it up, but still contend. Uh, and then... I forgot the other name I said, but oh, uh, oh, I forgot uh, to. Man. Yeah, <laughs> I was talking too much. I said too many names. I actually oh, screwed myself up. Uh, freaking uh, dang! <laughs> oh well, I'll go back to the recording. I'll be like, dang. Yeah. <laughs> but you guys got anything else to say about Indiana? Or no. Nah. Mm. All right. So, uh, basically, just we're gonna do a part two. We're gonna finish this list for the rest of the teams so the NBA. Probably next time we're probably gonna be talking about the.
conference championships as well for our football. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 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 So right. hold on, your team is coming, okay? If you want yeah. to Everybody's team, in love. All right, if you want to hear a team, just wait a couple of days, all right? Just wait a few mm-hmm. days. And, and we we might have mentioned your team on here, like included in this. So like, listen all the way through to see if we mentioned one of your players. No, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we always greatly appreciate y'all. You know, uh, we definitely love our low key sports crew. Uh, we're gonna get Dewan on this uh, next time so that we can make sure that uh, he gives his little spill because. Uh, I know there are teams that might be asking for the the Miami players. So, uh, thank you all for watching, and we will talk to you all later.